everybody. Welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzzi. And today we are off to my homeland of Poland. and But not the Poland of today, the Poland of yesteryear, the 1980s specifically, in the 2011 released game Koleka. Uh, Koleka is a game based around the historic... Uh, time in Poland during communism's reign when there were uh, food and uh, goods shortages and rationing and you had to get in line to uh, wait f- to be distributed or to purchase one actually you had to wait in line to get to be uh, to purchase something so it's very similar to now if you're trying to buy like a computer part or a graphics card <laughs> um, where you have to get in line a to get car, the, a you know. privilege of purchasing <laughs> something so there's some weird crossovers right now yes exactly a car pretty much anything at the moment feels like we're having rationing uh start about to start but um yes this is a very fascinating game for it plays two to five players plays in about an hour is what it says on bgg i'd say that's about right it's a pretty streamlined game it's very well designed and the fact that it goes quick 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 uh each turn it's very clear ages are 12 plus but i think that's a bit high i bet you could play this with a, a little bit younger than that um and complexity is only at a two which i also agree with i think it's it's right on because although there's a lot going on in this game and quite a lot of deep strategy to think through uh the game itself presents itself uh, the game the gameplay is very easy to is, is very approachable it's very clear what you're trying to do um but the best way to do it and there's lots of ways to approach it are is the question mark of course um alternative names are click a q and uh, there's a lot of other ones uh, in many languages. Uh, <laughs> but basically, uh, Koleka means uh, a, the line or a line in Polish. Uh, the game was designed by Karol Madej, um, artist Natalia Branowska, Marta Malasinska, and Marta Pribil. Um, so let's see. And the publisher. Here's what's really cool. The publisher of this game is the uh, – what's it, the English name? It's like the it's in- the English name is the Institute of National Remembrance. Yes, so Poland has this really cool institute, and they make games as a way to learn specific moments of Polish history. That is so awesome. Why don't we have something like that? <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> they made this game as a teaching tool initially to try to help people understand what it was like to be uh, during rationing times in the eighties. And um, the the game happens to be a fun game, but it very much captures the sense of needing to take your resources, which are people. This is a worker placement game. You only have so many people in your family that can only go in so many lines to get so many goods, and you're planning for a specific event. And it really, you get the really sense of it. And and I have since read some of the rule book, which has a big explanation of the history, which is where the the learning and what they included in to help people learn about the history of Poland. And it is very fascinating. I don't think there's any other game, even games that create their own lore, that have as much story and specificity and like engrossing like um, history behind it or engrossing a backstory behind it as, as this does. And I wish I had read it before we played because I feel like I would have uh, enriched my experience. But anyway, I've talked way too much. Let's uh, let's talk about how we play this game and what it is, and then we can share more of our thoughts about it. And I can ramble on uh, endlessly some more. So, <laughs> Alex, I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, in this game, there is a board. Uh, not a lot of games <laughs> you talk about have boards. This one has actually, I think there's two boards. Uh, there's the get board game that you're going to be actually playing on. And then there's another board you don't technically need, uh, but it kind of like put holds some of the cards that you're going to be playing with. Uh, so uh, each person that's playing is going to get their little family member tokens. There, there should be five for each player. And each player will also get their queuing cards is what they are they're they're cards that you're going to play during the the queuing period of the game uh then there's a bunch of other setup things basically uh you're going to put out some some market cards you're going to set up how many uh goods there are for each type of market on the trucks uh, and you're also going to set up an outdoor market and place the the round in the outdoor market and a couple of other things basically not important if you're not actually playing the game but just to get an idea of there there are a few other things that you need to set up um in the in the beginning of the game you're going to start by placing each of your family members in queues so with, with the starting player you're just going to go around each placing one of your members in one of the uh, essentially five different queues but there's actually a sixth one there's the outdoor market as well but chances are in the beginning of the game you're setting them up in the in the actual cues for the different products that are out there uh and those are going to be based on every person has their own little essentially grocery list of things that they want to do uh each grocery list basically has like four pieces of furniture three pieces of food two toiletries and one piece of clothing or some variation of that but they're all something of four three two and one uh and so every person has 10 things that they need to get but they all need to get specific things of those 10 things and so in the beginning of the game you're going to be placing your members into a queue uh there are a bunch of different queues you're going to be lining up behind people once everyone has put all of their members out uh then you actually place an additional uh person in the queue it's it's the game or as they call them the speculators uh the people that are going to nab things to put in the outdoor market so there's there's essentially a black market going on around here so if you don't get it someone else will uh so that, that is basically the setup. After that, it's uh, kind of regimented steps that happen along. Uh, you uh, do a queuing up, but since it's the beginning of the game, you don't, you've already done the queuing phase. Essentially, if you have any members that aren't in a queue line because they left or because they already picked something up, uh, then you get to place those additional members into queues in the, pretty much the same process, except for some people just don't have people to add. Uh, then you're going to reveal the merchandise that that gets delivered uh depending on the number of players there's going to be various different types of cards it's uh usually you know one to three cards and the cards usually have one to three different things so uh, the market might bring out one piece of furniture three toiletries and two pieces of food uh, and those go to the each of the different shops so then you know what's been delivered and it's possible uh from future rounds there could be things left over from previous rounds that didn't get picked up uh but basically the next part is the queue jumping and this is where your queue cards come into play uh essentially on your turn starting with the start player you are going to go all right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play one of my three cards, because you will always have three cards at the start of the round, uh, and you will play it in the center of the board. When you play them, they're gone until the end of the week. Uh, there are five rounds in a week, essentially. You will play one into the center, and it will usually kind of adjust the cue or kind of get you something early or possibly deliver more things or possibly shut down a store so that no one can get anything from a queue. There's a, there's a lot of different things. I think there's 10 total cards in all, so there's a, a few kind of tweaks to it. 
Uh, but basically, you're trying to get it so that you get stuff and your opponents don't get stuff. So you might uh, switch the queue's order, or you might jump ahead in a queue, or you might switch to another queue, or you might move someone back in the queue. All a bunch of different things so that you can get what you need to get and someone else doesn't get their stuff. Uh, you At any point in time, you can decide to, instead of playing one of your cards, you can decide to pass. If you pass, you are out for the rest of that queuing round. You, if it comes back to you, you don't get to go. Once you've passed, you're out. Uh, but anyone else can continue to play their cards, uh, and the, the the queuing phase basically ends once everyone has passed, or slash everyone has run out of queuing cards to play. So any combination of that, uh, then then that will end the queuing phase. Once that happens, then the store is actually open and it's first come first serve. So if you're in front of the line, you get your pick of whatever's in that store for whatever queue that it's in. Uh, and when you take it, you also remove your member from that queue, uh, and the next person moves up. If there's anything left, it goes to the next person. If there's a speculator that is going to be taking something, they take it, and it gets added to the outdoor market. So essentially, no one gets it, but you can trade for it later on. Um, once everyone has gotten things from the stores, then if there's anyone in line at the outdoor market, you can make a trade. Uh, so there are a, it's, it's pre-set up with one thing for every day of the week, uh, and if speculators get stuff, that's where it goes. Uh, and essentially, it's a two-for-one trade, so if you have two things that you don't need, you can trade them into the outdoor market to get any one thing from the outdoor market. But uh, depending on whatever round it is, and there's a little marker indicating where that is, uh, whatever one it's on, you can do a one-for-one -one trade. So there's usually a good day to get something that you might need. So you can give up one thing you don't want or one thing that you probably think you can get again, but a little bit easier, to get something else that maybe you're having a hard time getting. Uh, after that happens, uh, then they, we move into what they call PCT, which I have forgotten what the heck it stands for. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. Uh, but basically, it's essentially the cleanup phase. Uh, so you're just gonna like you're gonna move the delivery cards that came out. Uh, everyone's gonna draw back up to three cards. People are gonna remove people from queues if they wish to remove them from queues. Maybe you're like, oh, you know, I don't need to be in that queue anymore, or I'd like to move some people around. Uh, and essentially, it's it's just the cleanup. A couple of uh, other odd things. Also, if you happen to be at the end of the week, so you've gone through all five rounds, uh, queuing cards may get delivered back to people. People get their cards back. Um, also, things the the market the loop starts back over in the outdoor market, so you start back on day five and things like that. Uh, and that's this just kind of continues to go over and over. Our rounds repeat until one person finishes all the things off of their grocery list first, and the first person to do it wins. Uh, but that is basically the game. There we go. That is it. That is Koleka. Um, yes, it is at its core standing on the line, <laughs> which sounds not very fun, but. It is a very, very interesting structure. And um, yes, the tirade that it was going on before was that the interesting thing about this game is its history. It is a good game by itself, but it is very fascinating to know the history that this was a big part of life of, of a lot of, in a lot of communist countries is the rationing system and waiting in line. And of course, as humans do, when there is a system in place, they will try whatever they can to get workarounds on the system. And so this game is all basically about finding workarounds for the line system. And it is really, really interesting the way you do that. The color, uh, or not the color cards, but the um, action cards are all very silly, like 
um, ways that people can get around the system. Like uh, one is like you have a baby, so you can get, you can get to jump forward in line, or you have a friend in the shop, so you get to um, I don't know, I can't remember what that one is. Is that what what is that one? You can I don't remember move I a good. Oh, I think you can move a good from one to another shop or something like that. You have a connection somewhere else, or you uh, call in. And something and they shut down the shop for the day because you're being a real dick about it. <laughs> and yeah. so it it's these ways of stymieing the opponents from getting what they need to leave more for you to get what you need. Um, and in, and then like what Alex was saying, there's a race to get for the first person to fill their requirements for whatever event they're buying stuff for. Uh, in my case, in the game we played, I was trying to get a, what was it? Uh, first communion party going and you were getting a birthday party i think i can't remember honestly i uh, we played on tabletop simulator for the yeah. two-player game they played but the 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 game that i have essentially the the physical version of this game uh, it's all in polish but they do give you stickers to put on things they don't give you stickers for everything so i don't know what a lot of things are called. a lot of it's <laughs> still in polish for me but right. the important things are in english with stickers on them so i don't i i do i was surprised when i saw oh yeah there's an actual like context to what i'm trying to do here <laughs> yeah yeah there's a reason why i'm doing this collecting these goods um, the reason is, honestly, it's just a nice flavor text to have, uh, to have, like, this is what you're going for. Um, it is nice, because especially with games like the historical or games like this, where it really feels like you're immersed in a world that actually existed in this case, it's nice to have, like, a reason for your actions. At least for me, when I play, I like, I like that as opposed to just playing the game abstractly. You could definitely play this game abstractly, and honestly, that reason does sort of fade to the background <laughs> when you get caught up in the the game of... Um, finding workarounds for the lines or just getting uh, your people in the right spots for the lines. Um, but it, it is nice to have there. But anyway, yeah, so the game is just really interesting if you like that about having a lot of lore around your games. This is not a fantasy game in any way, but there is very much a theme, and it is in all in on it. You are very much immersed in this theme. Uh, and the theme itself is kind of depressing because it's just like people, if you think about it, you know, communism, there wasn't enough for everybody all the time. So it was just like rationing. You can't have furniture and clothes this week. You've got to <laughs> choose to buy one or the other. Um, and so, but the gameplay itself is really, really good. Um, I, so I had mixed feelings after we, we were kind of de- uh, debriefing after that we played the game and going back and forth. And we tried to set up another f- more multiplayer game um, afterwards, which we unfortunately didn't, weren't able to do. But my hesitation of the game is that as a two-player, it, conf- it felt to me a little more take thatty than I liked. And I was thinking about that a lot later. And I think that this game definitely shines with the higher player count, but it is a solid two-player game. But I definitely would say, if you're going to play this game, the trick to being ready for the world is to reading your hand of cards and really understanding what they do uh, and how they're going to affect the game. Because um, I was just constantly surprised by what Alex was doing to me. (laughs) And and I had no plan, really, uh, outside of what was currently in my hand of how to use them. And and I kind of got stuck on really focusing on what's in my hand and not freely well first i I misunderstood a thing in the rules that uh, about getting your hand back but um but also even then i I was just sort of more stuck on um 
using these cards to, to actively play because that's what the game really wants you to do. It wants you to use these excuses or these connections or these um, events to uh, augment what's happening in the game. And it, it does really encourage you to do them. It's kind of pushing you to do them. And so it's not a game to hold back with them, um, at, at least as much as I was. And right. I didn't realize that until later. And it, and for me, it made the game like just more of a tighter, like, oh, man, this is a little bit stressful. But I was thinking about that later. And and I I think what my mistake was is that I just didn't familiarize myself with that hand of cards. So basically, as Alex, as Alex mentioned in the description, you have the – everyone's got their own deck of cards. It's all the same deck, but the way it's drawn up is going to be different most likely <laughs> odds are yeah uh for everybody each round or each time they get their hand and they drop their to their new hand new cards are going to be there and then discarded and then the way they come back is they come back to the bottom of your deck so you're going to always cycle through your full deck before you repeat cards and so um knowing what those do even a broad sense of what they do i think is really important to uh enjoying this game and it's a really easy ask too because there's not that many cards in your deck and it's just a quick overview after the explanation of being like oh okay all right so this is what this does basically you don't need to even do their flavor text it's mostly because it kind of explains flavor text but then also this is what the card does it's very good about clarifying uh that and not losing it in the the lore <laughs> of the baby that's in your arms and blah 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 it's like the baby's in your arms blah blah, blah. but also here's exactly what the card does it lets you jump to the front of the line um Anyway, I, th- why I went on this tangent is I was kind of torn be- about this game, and I, I enjoyed it, but I also felt it was like a more tension than I had expected, um, and I just realized what it was is that I just didn't know what to expect. And a lot of games you can jump in and kind of learn as you go, and you can do that with this, and I think it would probably be an easier transition with a bigger group because then it gets kind of zany, but um, I think definitely even with a bigger group, it's worth just familiarizing yourself with those cards because those are the key key to the game and at the end of the day it is a zany game even though it's got kind of a depressing historical reference it is supposed to be silly like in zany and just kind of be like the fact that oh you're creating these crazy excuses to get to the front of the line and um you're you're trying to uh be a little underhanded but also you can't you know you're not being like evil it's just like everyone's trying to get the same thing so you got to try to you know set your create a little edge for yourself um anyway i'll i'll turn it back to you to give your thoughts but i just want to mention that about um the card thing and uh my initial thoughts after the game and then mulling it over and then re messing around with the game a little bit on my own uh but anyway what what do you think what's your thoughts of Koleka and your um impressions with it and playing with other people uh i mean i've i've played this game with you usually i play this game with at least four uh, I'm, I've pr- probably played it with three. I've definitely played it with the full allotment of five. The playing with you was the first time I played it with two. Uh, honestly, I have to say it probably shines best at four, maybe five. Uh, yeah, I can it, see that. It, it plays really well having other people in there. It, it is a little bit take daddy with there are some cards where it's like you close down the shop or you, you know, but it's it's all in, you know, it's you're going to be doing the same thing right back because there aren't that many cards in there. In fact, uh, to kind of further iterate on the point of the game wanting you to play cards, uh, it does want you to play your cards, but it just wants you to play all of them every round because you only have 10 there's only 10 and since there are five rounds and you can play a total of three each round meaning if you played all of your cards every round you're going to run out of cards before the week ends and before you get your cards back uh so you don't want to always 
put on all the gas or in the later rounds you're going to be getting nothing unless you just happenstance into it uh, so you do want to be playing them at the precise moment that you can uh, in fact there are sometimes you just play cards just because you want to have the availability to continue playing cards just in case someone else screws up your plans uh, right. but it's it's it, it's knowing when you should stop and sometimes you want to play sometimes you get near the end of the round and it's just like oh, but i haven't gotten through all my cards i want to burn my cards now i may as well use all of them because i'm going to be getting them back pretty soon so you kind of you kind of want to like balance it out nicely so that you have some cards to play for other rounds and you know it's but it's hard to know when you should be playing cards which is kind of the the crux of the game is when should i play them should i keep playing them should i play this one should i save this one for next round what might they play have they already played that card what what do they have left in their hands maybe uh i've, I've seen them flip the, the all right the, that store is closed like three times already i don't think that store is going to close anymore so it right. should be still open by the end of this round type of a thing and so you're just you're just trying to figure out the best timing for things and the whole game is precision timing uh and i i I just I this is one game where I really like the take that uh, even though I may sound like I hate it uh, <laughs> when that store closes and I'm like no I almost had it why did you do that uh, usually there's one other person at the table other than the person who played it who's also angry but also someone else who's like thank you thank you for closing that store that's just what we needed so it's it's almost like there's a team dynamic going on someone might say oh we gotta close that store somebody come on come on we gotta but the, but it isn't it's still an individual thing it's it's only uh, a team-based game in the way that uh you know like magic the gathering a commander game is a team-based game where you're kind of politicking your way through things uh mm -hmm. but if it's a very like but a lot lower risk here uh with w what's going on so you're just all trying to do the best you can so you can't you can't really take it against somebody you're never just like ah how dare you i'm gonna spite you next time it's never a, yeah. i'm gonna get you next time it's more of a all right, well, you win this round, but I, right. I will have my day type of a thing, right. which is really easy to get through. So, um, you know, I, I really like the game for that. And it, as you mentioned before, there aren't a lot of games that are about queuing, even though we did mention Guillotine. That is a queuing game. But sure. I'd have to say this is a much better queuing game. If, if, this is like the first one that comes to mind. Uh, yeah. It's just it just has a richer uh, context to it than Guillotine does. And I, I really like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, I can't think of another queuing game that captures the art of queuing than <laughs> uh, this game, and it it really does it well. I have to say, I I would really like to play this again with higher player count and get more of the I think the intended experience um, than in the future because the game overall, the art style is great. It definitely feels communist era without being dull and depressing like the card border colors are kind of where it brings some like brighter colors into it um the uh even the kiosks and the the uh shops definitely have like little the emblems that they they're what they are like the clothing one and the goods one uh, the furniture one they all have like brighter colors that they use but then there's these really interesting sort of drab uh, uh colors that create a cool little um difference and trends or what do they call it the What's, that, what's the word I'm trying to – not a transition, but a um, – Contrast? Uh, a contrast. There you go. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why can't I think of that word? <laughs> a cool contrast. Like the board itself is the base of the board is like gray concrete tiles. 
but then everything built on the board, like through the art of a three-dimensional drawing, is has color to it. And so it's just a really interesting, cool little contrast of flashes of color. And then on the cards, they use actual clip art, or not clip art, but actual clipped out photo- photographs of products from that time as the products that you're buying. So it very much is of the era as well. So it's kind of like Monty Python-esh where you're, you know, he, uh, Terry Gilliam did a lot of like cutting out of actual pieces of art to use and animation. And they did the same thing here with um, these cards and um, the, uh, a lot of the uh, media in here. So it presentation wise is really cool to engage with. And it definitely feels like it's just asking for a lot of people to be involved because that creates more situations in the line and navigating the odds of the line and how the line shifts that you have to sort of be cognizant of and also i think too and i think you might have mentioned this but i'll just reiterate the point that i feel like um with more people in the game there is less or there's more and less chances of you getting a benefit on um that just by being there in a line like someone does something and suddenly like yeah they benefit themselves but they also benefit you but they went out of their way to benefit that person but inadvertently helped you and also you can have negative effects there too but basically there's unintended bonuses and and uh pitfalls that happen in this game which is where it gets kind of silly and i could see that being a lot of like uh potential alliances (laughs) formed even where all right i'm not going to close this shop but i want you to remember that uh don't do that to me next time uh so anyway yeah coleco is really cool It, it is a very very unique game i've not played anything quite like it I I really think it stands out and definitely holds up for I mean it's not that old but it's 10 years old at this point but it still holds up as like a game that feels modern today and um yeah just really good job Polish in Institute of Learning or whatever it is <laughs> National Institute of Remembrance or National Institute, Institute of National of Institute National, of National Remembrance, Remembrance. <laughs> There we go yeah Good job, guys. I am just such a, I'm so impressed that there is a government organization that can make a solid game that isn't like, uh, like what do you find at like national parks? You just find like uh, tic tac toe branded things, tic tac toe of yeah, the woods, yeah. Monopoly, <laughs> Monopoly, uh, for... or bingo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like jeez. Yeah, it's they, like, guys. Yeah, they took it the arsenal. And not only that, I should mention this. They also have an expansion for the game. I mean, come on, that's yeah. Like you didn't have to do that, and they. Did it? Uh, the the expansion is called, uh, and I'm gonna brutalize it, but I think it's somewhere around Ogonek, uh, which is another word for queuing. Essentially, it's the same thing, uh, but it adds a few other things there. It adds uh, basically an event deck uh, that will get set up, and you will flip one over at the start, and it will kind of make. It usually makes things a bit more drab, uh, like oh no, uh, you can't. You have to remove somebody from one of your queues. Everybody has to remove one person, or there's going to be one less of things. I think the the good ones are like nothing bad happens today. Uh, <laughs> But uh, and it also adds some other. It adds uh, basically vodka. There's a line just for vodka, uh, which is a little bit easier to get stuff. You just have to be on it. There's no you don't manipulate that queue. It's just as long as you get a member on there, uh, you get it. It basically acts as a wild 
but also can be used as a queuing card. I forget exactly what it does, but it it is pretty nice. I think you get to shift some people in queues by using it. Um, and there's also additional queuing cards. It adds four more queuing cards, uh, and it also adds uh, some blank queuing cards, so you could make your own queuing cards uh, if you see fit, which is really nice. And that's that's the majority of what it adds. It's it's it, it, They didn't need to do it, but it's... A lovely addition. It's a little bit harder to find. I've seen Kaleshka in uh, some stores here and there. I've never seen uh, Ogonek. I I got it uh, in an auction on Board Game Geek. Uh, the unfortunate thing about the getting the expansion is they don't give you stickers, so you have to print your own stickers to put right. on any new cards, which was a difficult task. But uh, <laughs> a big ask, but worth it. It's it's just so surprising. I'm like the mere fact that Kaleshka exists is one thing but the fact that they also made an expansion to it is even more surprising yeah yeah it's really cool i mean it must have been a big hit over there i would assume or just kind of a surprise hit at the game con or the game uh, conventions and competitions so anyway the expansion looks really cool i'd definitely like to try that out too and and see um how that affects it because it the there is that include no that's separate the gamers uh decks those are separate right that's not part of the expansion uh, if if by the gamers decks you mean the the extra cards that we were looking at in Tabletop Simulator, those yeah. those that's not included anywhere. Those are just specialty ones. I think they were like listed on Board Game Geek that they included. Uh, right. So th- those uh, you can fi- probably find extra queuing cards or suggestions for queuing cards that you could add on Board Game Geek if you'd like to. There was a few other ones, but the game itself includes four just its own printed one they aren't it's not a gamer deck it's just included with the expansion so yeah. you have i don't think you've even seen those so <laughs> oh well maybe not yeah. um all right anyway so you got a lot a lot of options here available for you to play this game and uh just just so many cool things to way, a way to explore this game in this world but all right let's talk about the uh the, the the nitty-gritty of what we get into here when i remember the order of how to do it so let's see how i'm doing this here or this evening um so yes let's talk about uh let's see what should we do first uh, <laughs> let's we let's do, do it, it out? let's do it the way that i think in my head should be done but never happens in this order <laughs> taking right. it out how is it taking it out <laughs> all right fine uh taking it out um, yes, yeah, so this game is going to be a little unusual compared to the other games that we've talked about on this uh, series in that this is more of a straight-up traditional board game with a board in the middle. It, there is a uh, center board, and like Alex said, there's a side board, which is basically always kind of tacked onto the main board. So I'm not really sure why they're separate, but um, I guess you can move the, mar- or the draw pile board off to one side. Uh, should you need to. But basically, this is a center-of-the-table game with a board. Uh, the workers that you're going to be placing are going to be all on that board, bouncing around. They're not going to be in front of you. Um, they're just going to be out in play. And Oh, no, wait. Do you pull? I guess you do pull them back if you need to. But most of the time, they're going to be out on the board. When the game begins, after you guys are placed, most likely you're, you're not going to have more than maybe one or, I don't know, one to three in front of you, your meeples. Um but most everything pretty much takes place on the board. The other thing that's on the board are going to be the draw piles uh, for each of the goods cards that you're trying to find. Then there's going to be the shops that sell those individual goods, and they're going to have um, cards on them on and off. And then there's going to be a discard pile for the 
action cards. I can't remember what that deck is called, but basically your individual deck of card, individual deck of cards. You play them to the board, and um, uh, that's you know that's where they're triggered. And at the end of the round, you take them back. Based obviously, you take yours back, uh, and everyone else takes theirs back. In front of you, you're going to have your hand of cards. You're also going to have the remaining cards in your individual deck, face down, of course. And you're going to have your goal card, which is what you're trying to do to win the game. Your individual goal to win the game, the items that you have to collect, and the amounts of them to win the game. Um, as you collect them, those will also be in front of you a- as well. Those cards, though, are uh, like small. They're like quarter size or third. Well, I'd say about quarter size, uh, like a standard playing card, and the. Um, uh, and, and so are the, yeah, all the good cards are like quarter side standard, standard like poker card. And the um, action cards in your hand are going to be European style playing cards. So they're going to be kind of a thinner, narrower card. So in front of you, you do have a little bit of stuff, um, but it's definitely stuff that you can be kind of like put off to one side or another. I don't know. Is it in the rules that people have to see what goods you've collected so far? Uh, you do have to be able to see what goods people have collected. So you can kind of like know, all right, they, they're probably going to be trading that away so I can probably get in the outdoor market or they're kind of this close or I really need to make sure they don't get this good type of thing. So that is, right. is open information. Yeah. Okay. So definitely uh, well, excuse me, definitely um, going to have to create those, keep those separate. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it and the cards are pretty small. So it's yeah, easy to kind small. of tuck those to one side or another and still have something in front of you to eat. So I think that definitely does not pass the pizza test, but I think you could easily play this over food. I wouldn't say a giant plate of pasta or a huge bread bowl maybe, but um, <laughs> you could uh, you could definitely have a plate of food in front of you and, and still play the game. Um, this would also be a really good one to play over drinks, I think. Just the kind of jockeying for position of the lines and the way that the action cards come out. It's just a, there's a lot of kind of fun and interesting ups and downs that happen in the game, and it just sort of lends itself, in my opinion, to really good like a good drinking around game. Yeah. Um, all right, so there we go. That is it taking out. The vibe of the game is is great. Everyone's going to be paying attention on anyone's turn because uh, what everyone does is going to affect the game state, even if it doesn't directly affect you. So you're going to be wanting to keep track or not just acknowledge at least how what their action, how that affected other people because those, those other people are going to try to find a solution to what they just did. <laughs> so if a shop is closed, then they might just wait it out till the next round when it opens, or they might try to mess with your situation to get their person up ahead in another line to get a good this round or not. So it's definitely a game where everyone is paying attention, even not on their turn, which is awesome. Um, and you are going to have a lot of like, uh, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of moments of like, ah, but not a lot of moments of, oh, this is going to feel so good to play this card <laughs> on these people. Um, a lot of fun moments to play your action cards. They're, they're going to have a lot of great effects in the gameplay and uh, for your emotions. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else about taking it out? I think that pretty much covers it. I, I it's, uh, it's The only thing I wanted to add is the board itself is I think it's like 18 inches by 18 inches. Oh, right. Yeah. Good not, including, not including the trucks, which again, you don't really need the trucks there. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just kind of a place to put things and it also has the board itself tends to have little notes to say, oh, this is how you set up things like you need this many cards for this many players type of stuff. So it, it gives you pretty good instructions on on setup. Yeah, I would say like I, that's a, that's definitely a good point. So the board like as for a board game 
uh, board, it's it's small-ish. It's on the smaller side. There's definitely yeah. smaller compact it's not like games that have smaller to ride boards or anything. Right. It's not <laughs> huge, and so you could. There's it takes up the middle of the table, but not a lot of it. And if you do forego the board with the trucks, where all the extra goods are loaded. Those are just stacks of cards, so you could definitely just put them next to the board itself. If you do include that, though, it's probably closer, just looking at it, uh, 18 by 24 inches so yeah. uh, in length. So it adds, it adds uh, about 6 inches or 5 inches, something like that, um, to that size. But, yeah, it's a small-ish board for a full-size board game. Um, all right, let's see. Who would like this game and who wouldn't like this game? I, I think that we kind of went over a lot of this already. I, if you are someone that the stress of uh, kind of a jockeying for position game is is not something you like, eh, you may not like – this may not be for you. This may not be exactly – like I don't think it's unplayable. I think it definitely – for people who are sensitive to that, they would still get something out of this game. There are much more stressful games that have that sense of jockeying for position, like racing games potentially or things like that, um, uh, that are way more stressful than this. But this definitely has that. I mean, it's the core of the game. Uh, It's fairly lighthearted, though. Um, But also, I mean, I don't know. What what else would you say, I guess? What's another big turnoff? I'm trying to put it into words. I don't know. Maybe if you've been through communist Poland era (laughs) type stuff, you might have, like, flashbacks. Maybe avoid that. Like, (laughs) if if you feel the context is going to hit you too hard, maybe avoid it. Uh, (laughs) Honestly... I didn't think it was that difficult. Like the only game that I can compare it to is Freedom: The Underground Railroad, which I've played. Yeah, that game, game, that game hit me hard. That was so depressing uh, when I played that game. It's a great game. It's it's done very well, I, especially with in in ideas of uh, a game that hits the context and hits everything really hard, and you learn a lot while playing it. But that one is just it just tears your heart out even even when you win which i have yet to do uh it's just you it's not a game you're gonna go let's play another one whereas yeah. kaleshka i could see you after playing it be like yeah let's play again because it's it's not super depressing it's still a little bit depressing uh there's there's no ifs ands or about of that but you can kind of just you can kind of let it go just a little bit while playing the game whereas yeah with like freedom there's there's no letting go of anything it's it's yeah. It's a heavy-handed game, right? Right. That's a game that should come out from our uh, what a National Organization of Remembrance or whatever what it's called. Uh, but it didn't. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So, oh, excuse me. I almost sneezed there. Um, I'm getting emotional about the heaviness of these games. Um, so yeah, I guess if the I guess if you've lived through the 1980s and, and communist Poland, <laughs> and uh, then maybe there might be some triggering effects here. But um, other than that, I guess this is a pretty gamery game. I think that this is a game that I, the only other thing I could say is if, if you like lighter games, then this is light in gameplay. But there's definitely a lot of strategy here to yeah. to approach, and it's going to depend heavily on the game people you're playing with. So I feel like you know it is only a two point complexity. Uh, a number two complexity out of five on BGG, and I think that's right. It's very approachable, but there is a certain stress to what you're trying to do. And and I try I, like stress is the wrong word though because it's not it's not like you're pulling your hair out, biting your fingernails. It's just it requires strategizing, and this is very much what people play games for. And so I feel like this is why I call it like a gamery 
game where there's definitely that strategizing element that's required. It's not at like Tolkien by any means, no. but um, but it, it's there and and it is part of the game. Uh, it's fairly lighthearted though, but it's more than like it's more than Guillotine. You know, another line yeah. game that we talked about. It's definitely more than Guillotine, which is more lighthearted and light in general. A little bit um, more mad cappy than you right, know, just... yeah. It is zany, but I wouldn't call this madcap. Yes, whereas, whereas uh, there you go. Guillotine is more of a madcap game. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Uh, see, I know if I droned on long enough, you'd summarize it for me. <laughs> I'll just um, fill in the words. <laughs> <you're not using. laughs> All right. Yeah. I can't. Ah, what's that? Contrast? It's like the contrast between us. Now I'm just going to find ways to use that. Uh, <laughs> all right. But, so, but if you are someone who likes board games in general, I think even if you're kind of hesitant for more lighter games, I think you'll like this. I think you'll get something out of this and be interested. I definitely think it's for a, 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 it's more of a gamery game experience than other games. So... Most people will get it, and gamers, I think, pretty much all gamers will really like this. It's in- it's very interesting. It's unique gameplay. Um, the mechanisms in it are really cool. It's got the black market. It's very interesting the way that works and how you have to strategize around that. Um, all the ways that they have you use the cards is uh, your action cards in your hand and the frequency of those coming up and how whether or not others have come up. There's no way you're going to be able to track everybody, but you kind of have a sense of what has happened recently in the game if the shops have been shut down or if someone keeps cutting in the front of the line or or many people cut in the front of the line well odds are those cards aren't going to come up again for a bit so you know you have a sense of what's been played at all um so i think most gamers are going to get a kick out of this one all right would your mom like it uh hell no (laughs) i do not think your mom would like this at all i think your mom would find this very very uh frustrating and not and only because it is a lot is the is the uh, strategizing required in this game of kind of like planning out the next move or two um, and working around that specific goal. I think having this is not a point salad game by any means, and I think the 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 fa- that fact alone and this structure would make it so your mom would not like this. If they could turn the structure into a point salad game, I bet your mom would like jockeying for position in line. I could see her getting really into that, but this is not that game. So I'm gonna say. Hard no. <laughs> I think you're right, but something deep down inside me. Just, I I can see my mom enjoying this game. I'm going to put this at a maybe yes. Really? Enough. I know. Wow. I know. I know. There, I just, there's something about this where I just see my mom losing it over a store closing <laughs> or just just getting right in your face and being like uh-uh, i'm turning this cue around <laughs> suck on it and it's just like yeah like i can totally see my mom getting into it i don't think she's gonna do well in this game i think she's just gonna like play her cards every time she can type of a thing i don't think she's gonna be worrying about oh should i play this she's just gonna play whatever she feels like playing so right. i think i think she's gonna have the right attitude for this game i don't think she's gonna do well uh, but she definitely will <laughs> make playing it with her super fun so you know take that for what you will (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right fair enough i I would see having a lot of fun playing this with your mom but (laughs) i uh i can see you're getting really annoyed but i but also i I totally see that too so this this is definitely like the uh playing the action cards with like authority is uh, right up your mom's alley like i'm shutting this store down that is right up her i can see her her pleading with me you're gonna do that to your mother (laughs) i'm looking right at you (laughs) i've already bought your christmas presents and everything 
Um, <laughs> all right. Well, fair enough. All right. That's interesting. Okay. Well, that's uh, it's an interesting one. I don't think we've differed so hard on, yeah, that's a, uh, on that's one game. A, yeah. Very distinct. You could be right, though. You could. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I stand by my decision, but I also see yours, so it'd be an interesting experiment if we ever get your mom to play it. All right, so there we go. We did taking out, we did table space, we did. Uh, would your mom like it? I think I covered it all, right? You covered it all, and in the right order, and only in the right I, order. Because I told you to. <laughs> well, it felt wrong too. It just felt that's why I'm lost now because it didn't feel right. All right, everybody, that'll do it for Kaleka or Kaleshka. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce the the. Uh, the name, <laughs> but definitely check this one out. It's very unique. It's very interesting. Um, you still can get it in a lot of places. It's uh, reasonably priced, and it is a very, very unique game that is um, just, yeah, just unique. It's, there's nothing quite like it, and even the, the whole, everything about it, the design, the history of this, and the intent of this game are all very unique in board game spaces, and it's honestly a game that I hope more of games like this, historical games that uh, are and there's a lot of them I should say that are well done but um, simple like there's a lot of games that are like really heavy that are trying to capture a lot of history but this is a really interesting game that captures the feeling of being in this time period and uh, it's really impressive that they, they were able to accomplish that so definitely check out that and um, as someone with Polish uh, history in their family why don't you go and check out Poland as well give their tourism a boost if you can and go visit Poland that's my other selling piece here who doesn't love Poland who doesn't right well Russians but uh, other than that uh, <laughs> well never mind communist Russians <laughs> I should say back in the day <laughs> a lot of Russians love Poland these days big fans but all right everybody that'll do it for us uh, thank you so much for listening you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways if you like uh, you can go on Twitter or Instagram at chits and chat you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com scroll down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form uh, really glad you guys are listening we uh, hope to hear from you in any way of course and we'd love to get any comments that you have or suggestions for games that we can review or comments on how terrible we are at the games that we have review and how wrong we are. Or if you're Alex's mom, you can clarify which one of us is right in this discussion, uh, which ones you would like. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.